Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Talera Bit. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a great day. My name is Simon, and let's dig into it. So, what are we talking about today? Well, it's actually a subject that is very close to my heart. I, uh, I've been in this situation multiple times, and from a communication point, it's really, really helpful to have these tips that I'm about to give you. But before I give you these tips, I want to give a quick shout out to our listeners. All of you out there, it's so amazing to have you tuning in, writing into us, letting us know uh, what are the topics that you want to learn about. Um, just this past year, you know, we got our Spotify end of the year wrap, um, and our our top list of uh, of listeners was incredible to see where you know where the most listeners were coming from, and I just have to say obrigado to all of our listeners in Brazil. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Brazil taking the number one spot of listeners. So if you're in Brazil listening, obrigado. Thank you. Um, maybe I'll have a caprinha later uh, to celebrate. But I just want to say thank you for that. Um, okay, so today's discussion will be talking about how do you follow up uh, by email? And this is a, a tough one, right? You don't want to be rude. Say you're working on a project with someone and you're communicating through email and you need an answer. Maybe you've sent them an email last week and you're still, you're still waiting for an answer. So what do you do, right? Um, well, you want to write a follow-up email. You want to get their attention. Maybe they have a lot of emails. They're not the best at responding. So you just want to give them a little nudge, right? Now, it makes it even more tricky if it's an urgent matter. So if it's you have a deadline and you're still waiting for a response from this person. Now, you want to be careful because you don't want to be rude. There's also the cultural side, right? So some cultures tend to send longer emails while others like kind of shorter, you know, more concise emails. So, you know, definitely when I've worked with um, any of my German colleagues, those emails tend to be a little bit longer, providing more context for the reasoning. And then, you know, any uh, colleagues in the US, you know, you may get an email that looks like a text message, right? So you want to be kind of, you know, sensitive to that. Also, the direct and indirect side and we've talked about this a lot when we're talking about culture is how direct should you be how to the point should you be hey i need this tomorrow right or how indirect should you be hey it'd be great if you could possibly take a look at this and then you know send it over at your earliest convenience right so how direct or indirect do we need to be so there's a lot of things going on here, right? Especially if you don't know the person that well, you wanna be a little bit careful. Well, here are four steps, right? So number one, we wanna provide context, right? So if we're trying to follow up, you know, say we're working together with Max and we wanna follow up, we wanna provide some context, but not too much, right? So often, 
well, not often, but it's happened where I've gotten an email and someone comes across as passive aggressive, which is like, you know, kind of being a little bit aggressive in a way that's, you know, not fully out there, but just a little bit. So, you know, they may write like, hey, Simon, I guess you're super busy. So you missed my previous email. Right. And that can that's what we would call passive aggressive. Or I guess you didn't have time last week to look at the proposal that I sent you. Right. So it's not needed. Right. It can it can rub people the wrong way. So instead of that, you want to just provide context. Hi, Max. I wanted to quickly follow up on my previous email regarding the new website. So you're not asking any questions or digging into why they haven't responded that's irrelevant right we just want to get to the point of hey the previous email regarding the website so once you've provided context that's the first sentence right just that then you want to have a clear what's called a call to action and a deadline so those are the two things what is the thing we need max to do and when do we need max to do it by right so very clear now there's actually some studies that show as you get higher and higher in an, in an organization, like up the senior seniority ladder, the shorter and more concise emails become because people just don't have time. I guarantee your CEO doesn't have time to write a huge email to every person, right? It's concise to the point. It's also what we would consider, right? It's also... Um, it's also polite to have a very concise email, but do it in a polite way. So we want to have a clear call to action and a deadline. So instead of, it would be great if you could find the time soon so that we can get a brief call and discuss the website project before next week. It's vague, right? What does that tell me? That just says that I would like to get on a call to then so then we can discuss this right we don't want that we want a call to action and a deadline can we have a quick call this week i'm available monday to friday between 9 a.m and 2 p.m that'd be three to five your time just like that you can keep it very very clear right um so again you know you you want to do it in a way where you're making it easy for them right or you could you know make a different call to action of hey did you get a chance to look at the urls we sent we need them by friday so there you're just being very clear this is the deadline we need them by friday now you can use different phrases to kind of start this call to action like would you mind taking a look at this or could you please um review this and send back um and then you know if you want to specify the specific action you know set it up can you provide us with this can you return and then of course always specifying a deadline uh, to complete this we'd need it done by friday at 2 p.m it's very very clear now if max doesn't get back to you by friday at 2 p.m you've done your job right you've made it very clear to max um, now we've done number one and two we've provided context we've asked hey this is what I need you to do by this specific deadline. Now we want to emphasize next steps. So number three, we want to encourage them a little bit, right? So instead of putting the blame on them by saying something like, without your approval, we can't do this. Instead of putting it in that negative way, we want to frame it in a way that 
they're helping, right? Show them that, hey, you just need to do this tiny little thing and then we can do X, Y, and Z. Everything's ready to go. All you need to do is press the green button, right? That is the feeling that we want this person to have because that's a much easier call to action, a much easier next step for me than saying, hey, we can't do this until you do this, right? So instead of without your approval, we can't set it live, you can do something like, so we've done the final content review on the site and it's ready to go once you give the heads up from an SEO perspective. All we need is your thumbs up and then we can go live. So you can use phrases like, as soon as we have that from you or when we get this from you, we can, we can do X, Y, and Z, right? Now, the fourth point is what we talked a little bit about at the beginning. We want to keep it short. So my Talera bit has already gone on too long, so I'm gonna keep it short, as you should when you're following up, right? Context is key, like we talked about, but we can provide context in a clear way and in a polite way, right? So, hey Max, just a quick follow-up on the employee reports we need for the best workplaces application. Can you please send them over by Thursday afternoon? As soon as we have them, I'll be able to send them over and make sure we can participate in the contest, but we really need them by Thursday afternoon. Thanks so much for your help with this. That was direct, very clear. I provided context. I gave a clear call to action and a specific deadline. And then I emphasized the next steps and I also kept it short. Again, it's an urgent thing, but it doesn't need to be a rude thing, right? So a follow-up email can really work wonders if you work it in the right way. Take a look at the blog, review this podcast, and as always, keep learning. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it, and remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on Business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.